Welcome to the Extraordinary Life Podcast, where we raise the bar and set our sights on living the grand adventure God has destined for us. We were all born for the extraordinary. I'm Pastor Craig Walker. I'm the host today, and I want to welcome our guest, my beautiful daughter, Candace Orlando. I have to get used to saying that last name. And welcome to the broadcast. Thanks for having me, Dad. Yeah, we're glad to have your voice, a younger voice, come in. Uh, we've been discussing in our recent podcast a book I wrote several years ago called Last Minute God. Mm-hmm. And as I've said before, I had no idea how God would use this book around the world, 14 different languages now and uh, tens of thousands of copies, and it's a book of hope. The premise of the book is that God comes through at the very last minute. This is not his exception. It is the normal. And uh, this week, we specifically talked about the fact that the Bible says these things were written for our example. So God strategically took Bible stories of real people and put them in the Word of God for us, which is exciting. And the more we expect to receive from the Word of God, the more we do receive. If we raise our expectation, we'll get more. The the scripture for that says when you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. So we want to talk today about this expectation that God will come through at our last minute because we see it in the Word of God and these stories have been kept for us. And on Sunday, last week's message, I gave seven reasons why. Why the last minute? Why doesn't God come through sooner? And I want to focus on two of those today. And the first one being that God wants to bring us to a place of total commitment. Mm -hmm. Has God ever brought you as a young person, your voice, your experience, where your commitment to him was tested Mm -hmm. by God's delay, by God's waiting for your last minute deliverance? Well, first of all, thank you for calling me young. (laughs) Um, Yeah, absolutely. I think that's just part uh, of being a young adult. Um, I was actually talking to Richie about this today, and we were saying that part of of the last-minute-ness of being young is you're kind of setting up. there's There's a lot of hype, right? Because you're setting up the trajectory of your whole life. So you know, you experience it in your dating life and in your career path and where are you going to live and, and all of these different things. So I think specifically in this age range, you have a lot of opportunity for the last minute God to show up. So for our listeners to know, Candace has been married now for months, not years. Five months. (laughs) And Richie is uh, my new son-in-law, which we love very much. Mm -hmm. And God came through for you guys in last-minute ways all the way through your relationship. 
But let's go back to when you were dating. Can you talk about some last minute and what you do in the waiting while you're waiting on God for the one? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yes, that is a very good question. So I think with dating, you really just have to decide, am I going to hold out for who God has for me or am I going to start making compromises? And I even know that there was one guy in particular that, you know, the chemistry was right and he was super attractive and, and all of these things. And you got, you and mom just kept reminding me, does he meet the standards that, that the Lord has for you? And the answer was no. But I remember at one point I was like, Lord, I really can't break up with this guy. I don't have it in me. And I just need you to give me a sign, do something because I can't, I don't have it in me. And I finally got to that place where I was like, I need you to help me. I was at least willing to crack the door on getting his advice. And that night he met me at Chick-fil-A, ordered a strawberry milkshake and said, I think we need to break up. And I remember being so relieved because I was like, Lord, you knew that this was just, this was it for me. I was either going to commit to being with this person and going against everything that I felt like the Lord had for me, um, or he was going to have to come through for me. And I think the Lord knew it was, it was in that moment or never. <laughs> so the last minute God once yeah. again shows up, meets us right where we are. You know, in the scripture, it talks about in due time, mm. that God will come through in due time in our life. Let me read that scripture. It's 1 Peter 5, 6. It says, humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. <clears throat> and the scripture is talking about humbling yourself, where you, you say, not my will, but your will be done, Lord, like you did. God, I need your help. I want to do the right thing. And you humble yourself, <clears throat> and then God shows up in what he calls due time, which is time on his schedule. Isn't that great? <laughs> have, have you ever had it where your time and his time, his schedule, were at odds with each other? Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> All the time. But I know, so you know, that, you know, from 18 to however old, I dealt with a lot of health issues. And so for that whole time frame in my head, I was not going to get married until I was better. I knew that that was the plan and the Lord and I were in sync and we both knew what was up. And um, at first I wasn't even going to date somebody. And then Richie came along and he was too precious and perfect. So I made the exception. I was like, okay, I'll date him. But we still know, the Lord and I still know that we're going to, you know, I'm going to get better and then we'll get married and it'll all work out. And then, you know, suddenly I'm engaged and I'm getting married and I have a rib that's out of place. And four months into marriage, I'm in, you know, excruciating pain, laying on the couch going, Lord, this wasn't, this was not our plan. <laughs> we talked about this. Um, but in that, I think this is the beauty of the last minute God. When your greatest fear happens, when your timeline doesn't work out, it's really the most liberating thing too, because that's when the full realization hits you that 
this is not my plan. I have, I have one job and that job is to, to submit and to trust and to just basically buckle up because I think the only thing you can plan on is that your timeline is probably not right, you know? And that's really a big part of the message Sunday that I want our listeners to glean from. And if you didn't hear the message, I want you to hear this truth that God comes through at the last minute sometimes because he wants us to get to the place that no matter what, we're not going to let go of him. Like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, not my will, but your will be done. Or the three Hebrew children who are getting ready to be thrown into the fire, heated seven times hotter, who said, <clears throat> King, listen, our God's able to deliver us, but even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow our knee. And so these last minute deliverances are really exercises in growing our faith to a level that it really does make you feel good when you come through a test like that and say, you know what, you know, I didn't do perfect, but I didn't walk away from my faith. Well, and I like what you said on Sunday, you were, you were talking about in their minds, the last minute was probably right before they were thrown into the fire and, you know, in personal <clears throat> circumstances, last minute to me would have been right before the wedding and the Lord always stretches you that much more because whatever you think you can handle you have to go further than that because then you realize I can't handle this but I can trust you to handle it you know one of the things I said Sunday um, that wasn't in my notes and by the way you can listen to the message or watch the message at upwardchurch.org but one of the things that wasn't in my notes that the Holy Spirit gave me in the moment is that God will test us in these last minute trials because he's got us on this journey of faith. And it's a journey that we learn to kill the lion and the bear and then the giant. And I said on Sunday that God wants to bring us to a place that we've got these deep waters because deep waters run very still on the surface. Like if you just have an inch deep wa water puddle and the wind is blowing, the whole puddle is just in chaos, right? It's blown around. But when we get deeper in our walk of faith, as God brings his dear children along, then suddenly you know, a lot can go on on surface. The circumstances can be raging, but deep down in our souls, hallelujah, there's this still water and we're not just blown with the circumstances. And it's interesting, right after that, one of our members um, found out that his life was going to be turned upside down. Mm. And that was two days later on the third day I talked with him and he said, all I kept thinking about was this is my opportunity to show that my faith is deeper than a one inch water puddle to my family and to my friends. This is my opportunity to share my testimony. Have you found that God has used maybe your waiting, your suffering, to give you a platform to speak into other people's lives? 
Absolutely. I think um, I was thinking about this on Sunday while you were talking. You were mentioning the power of stories and it's the Velcro of the mind. And I think a lot of times the Lord almost lets you go through hard times and experience that to grow you, but also because that's the story that you have. So someone might not remember five facts about me, but if I said I used to be bedridden and I used to have to army crawl to get across the floor because my legs weren't working, that sticks with someone. And and that's what that's what tragedies and then overcoming can do. It it or or just tragedy and handling it well. It speaks more than than any career path or degree or or anything, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, the last minute God coming through gives hope today. And for our listeners, you know, I never know who's listening or what circumstances they are in. Maybe they don't know where the rent's coming from or the mortgage payment. Uh, maybe it's a health issue. But God put these stories in the Word of God for our for us to give us hope and to never let go of hope because he can come through at the very last minute and often does. He comes through in due time, which is his time. The second reason I talked about why, why does God wait till the last minute is because sometimes we make that prayer request, that need, an idol, that consumes all of our prayer time and really consumes all of our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had to take that prayer request to the Lord and, and lay it down? Have you ever fallen into that yourself? A hundred percent. I think it's, <clears throat> it's easy. I keep going back to health issues, but I think that one's easy because there's so many opportunities to fix things on your own in addition to going to the Lord in prayer and so I was, you know, I don't know how many years, three, four years into being, into fighting this fight and being sick and looking for answers and trying to fix it and going to the Lord in prayer. And we did our beginning of the year fast. And I remember for years at that point, the first thing on my list was health issues. And that year when I sat down to write my list, I was like, Lord, I can't do this. I can't let this be our relationship. We have to have something more than just this one big tragedy to, to hold us together. There's, there's so many other things that we can talk about and I can learn from you and all of this. So I didn't, I'm like, I'm not going to write that on my list this year. And so I prayed about other things and, and really focused on, on it growing my relationship with him beyond that. And before the fast was even over, um, the Lord just so came through for me and honestly gave me the biggest answer out of anything I've ever gotten in regards to health. And that's when I saw my health improved by at least 80%. And it was, it was when you finally break and you're like, we gotta move, we gotta move past this because I care about you more than I care about you fixing this. I'm so proud of you for doing that. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> It is true. Some people have an idol is anything that is elevated above God. And some people have faced infertility, for example, mm -hmm. and their prayer. It's a good prayer. It's a prayer we should pray. God bless. Open up 
the womb, let us have children. But anything can become an idol, even a good thing. And we have to be aware of that. And at the end of the day, put it on the altar as Jesus did. He said, Father, if it's possible, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but your will be done. And often when we get to that place, it does trigger the last minute God into action on our behalf. Yeah, I remember when I was praying about all this, I, I even said to the Lord, I said, okay, I'm going to put this on the altar and I'm going to give it to you. And the Lord immediately said right back to me, but are you going to leave it there? Mm. And I was so shocked by that answer. And I even thought about it for a while because I knew that it, it meant retraining my mind and and changing the way I spend my time and a lot of things like I'm not going to sit around and research this and and just obsess over it all the time and finally I was like okay yeah I'll leave it there <laughs> but it's it it it's a it feels like a big sacrifice to let go of something that's so big and you almost feel like you're giving up a part of yourself mm. but when you finally allow that to happen that's when the lord's like okay now we can do something with this and so we're not saying to our listeners today we're not saying that you can't bring your need to the lord of course we want to do that he wants us to do it but we are talking about when it becomes elevated beyond a need to an obsession mm -hmm. and we think we're okay to do that because after all we're praying to god to take it away but the reality is the freedom comes in letting go. And as you said, we've got to conform our minds um, to the Word of God by staying in the Word of God and standing on the promises of God, but understanding there's more. There's more to rejoice in. There's more to do for God. And people are waiting for us to become all that we can be. The Bible has a scripture that says this, who comforts us in all of our tribulation so that we can comfort others. Mm. How have you seen that happen in your life through these trials that you've been? Have you been able to give comfort to others from the comfort you've received? Absolutely. I think, um, I think we like to keep things to ourselves, the, the, the dirty things, like the not Instagram worthy things we like to keep to ourselves. And occasionally sometimes, because who wants to be like, yeah, I used to not be able to put my own pants on and my mom had to help me like, right. as, a, as a 19 year old. But I don't think you just share that all the time. Like that might not be what you're called to do. But when you do hear the Lord say, hey, maybe share a little something with this person or, or you take that first step and open up. I found that that when I'm I'm able to be vulnerable and, and to, to share the, the not picturesque parts of my life, it just brings so much relief to whoever it is that the Lord's calling me to speak to. And honestly, it, it edifies you as well because <clears throat> you don't feel so alone and you know that I'm not the, I'm not, I'm not the exception. I'm not the only person going through hard times. So not only does it it glorify God for the person you're speaking to, but it, the same thing happens to you in the process. You get just as encouraged. And, you know, another option that we can do is in the waiting time, we can just try to fix things ourselves. We can, mm -hmm. we can fight God on it. 
the Bible talks about kicking against the goads. Mm -hmm. And this is when you say, I don't care if God wants me to wait. I'm going to go ahead and do something. This is what Abraham did with Hagar and Ishmael. Um, he didn't wait on God's promise. Mm -hmm. And it never ends well, does it? <laughs> so in our lives, we want to be so careful, as this scripture says, to humble yourself under God's mighty hand and understand he's God and you're not. And that if you do that, that he's going to come through for you in due time. And it may not always be what you think it's going to be. It may be a different answer than what you're expecting. But God will, <clears throat> one day we all will walk in victory. If not in this life, we're going to walk in victory in the next life. Mm -hmm. In my book, Last Minute God, I wrote a chapter uh, entitled, When You Can't Come Back. And that was for people that in this life, they don't get their last minute deliverance. They didn't get the healing. They didn't. Of the faith. Yes. Yeah, and that's what the heroes of the faith were. It, you just pointed out in Hebrews 11, says these all died in faith, not having received the promises of God. And so they still won, though, because this life isn't all there is. And can you imagine what their reward is in, the heaven, in heaven? What would you say to the young person that is still waiting on that spouse still waiting on that one, what would you encourage them to do in the waiting? What do they do now as they're waiting on the last minute God? Some of them may feel that way today. Right. Well, I can't take credit for this, but um, we have someone at our church, Mr. Jack O'Brien. He gave me some really good advice. And this was like, I didn't know at the time, but Richie was interested in me and I didn't know that. And I remember just being like, man, I wonder who my person is and when they're gonna come, if they're gonna come along. <laughs> and Mr. Jack was asking me, you know, is there anyone in your life? And I said, no, not really. And he was like, okay, I have an assignment for you. Yes, sir. And when Mr. J you know, when Mr. Jack gives you an assignment, you accomplish that. <laughs> so I knew whatever it was, I, I had to do it. But he said, I want you to write a list of everything that you want in your spouse and be very specific down to good with money, knows how to budget, whatever it is, has blue eyes. I don't know. Whatever your thing is, write it down. <coughs> and then he said, this is the important part make sure that you're all those things. And I remember my heart just went, shoop. I was like, yes, sir. Um, but I think, I think that's the, in the meantime, in due time, you just make sure that, that you are everything that you want your spouse to be because um, dating is super fun and it is very much about how it makes me feel. And marriage is very much, how does this make you feel? And so once it gets into marriage, you know, you can't, you can't rely on like the, the dating puppy love anymore. And it, and you really find out what kind of a person you are and what kind of a person your spouse is. And so just make sure that, that when things settle down, you, you're somebody that your spouse can rely on and, 
and encourage and hopefully you guys just both make each other want to be a better person you know what i mean in in the due time yeah in the waiting there's a song that we sing that he's in the waiting and truly god is in the waiting and you may be um listening to this bot podcast today and you may be in that time of waiting the pressure cooker is cooking and you're sweating bullets and and i know i've been there myself where i was like god where are you there are times when heaven is silent and we talked a couple weeks ago about jeremiah down in the well left to die in the darkness crying out to God, saying, you've walled my way in. You've made, you filled my mouth with gravel. You've shut my out, shut out my prayers. But then he gets to this, yet this I call to mind. The Lord's great faithfulness never fails. It's new every morning. And then he gets to this line where he says, the Lord does not willingly afflict or grieve the children of men. What a comforting scripture, because it means that God always has a purpose for allowing us to go through things. God's not cruel. He's not trying to see how far he can take you and make you miserable. He's got a purpose in the due time, though, is where you stand on the promises of God and you never let go. Amen. Amen. Well, Candace, thank you for joining us today on our podcast, The Extraordinary Life. I want to encourage you to be with us every week, to be built up, to set your sights, your crosshairs on living the divine destiny. I believe every person hearing my voice, God has a great adventure for you to live. And we want to help you, inspire you, challenge you, and equip you. All of us, let's be inspired. Provoke each other to jealousy to live that extraordinary life God has planned for all of us.